Are you okay? What's the matter? Are you all right? What? There's a spider in the bathroom. What? There's a big black spider in the bathroom. That's what you got me here for at three o'clock in the morning because there's a spider in the bathroom? Oh my God, I mean, you know how I'm about insects. Oh. I can't sleep with a live thing crawling around in the bathroom. Kill it. For God, what's wrong with you? Don't you have a can of Raid in the house? No. I told you a thousand times you should always keep a, a lot of insect spray. You never know who's going to crawl over. I know, I know. And a first aid Jesus. kit and a fire extinguisher. All right, give me a magazine, because I'm a little tired. You know, you, you joke with them about me, you make fun of me, but I'm prepared for anything. An emergency, a tidal wave, an earthquake. Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy. That's right. It's the show about movies, and it's not about... It's definitely not about video One games. One thing it's not about is video it's games. It's not about video games, and it never will be. <laughs> I mean, especially... I will never talk about video games, and we never have, actually. I will never do it. I hate video games. <laughs> I hate gamers, and I, uh-huh. want, I want all of it to be replaced by feminism. <laughs> feminism yeah wait wait you want video games i want gamestop gamestop should be fucking closed not just for what they've done to the stock market but also for perpetuating game culture which is like culture which is like rape culture but with games (laughs) wait how how because it's anti-feminist that's how any game any game Oh, but it's like perpetuating game culture. Yes, exactly. It's as, it's as bad. It's as bad. <laughs> yeah. It's just as bad. It's, it's it as might bad. as well be the same thing. It might be. You know, all gamers. Except I like games, but I don't like rape. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but, um, yeah, watch uh, twitch.tv slash left trigger underscore. And subscribe to Means TV. But yeah, and, and watch 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 Al Bummer on Giant Bomb so that we can but other take than, over Giant other Bomb. Other than that, don't wa- play video games. Don't play video games. And don't watch the other things in Giant Bomb that are about video games. And do do watch Al Bummer and, and leave comments saying this site should only be about music. And feminism. And feminism <laughs> specifically. <laughs> yeah i want you to flood those comments isn't it weird how few people don't even really call themselves feminists anymore you don't really hear it a lot anymore it's not like you don't see like feminist t-shirts anymore like yeah i feel you used to see a lot of like um we won baby it's all i guess yeah it's (laughs) over men lost Uh uh-huh it was the it was the boys drool it was the pussy march that's what it was it was right that changed things that changed things changed everything (laughs) (laughs) it really feels like it feels like that was the moment that like that we as a culture made liberal feminism smoke the whole pack. <laughs> you know, it's just is like go in the garage. The whole the put whole your previous, pussy hat on. Yeah, the whole previous like eight years of of Obama era liberal feminism is yeah. ju- it just all came to bear at that one moment where you just had to see every sign 
and every t-shirt and mm-hmm. all of the different configurations of all the different jokes and memes and references and everything that you can find some way to make a feminist thing out of all in the same place all at once. And I feel like everybody kind of all together was like, wow, yeah, I really sucks. just, yeah. just <laughs> these, I remember these aren't like original ideas. My neck, my back, my pussy and my right to vote or whatever it is like that. I don't know. Is, I remember going to that women's march mm-hmm. um, in 2016, I guess, or 2015. Whichever one, uh, 2016 would have been the first one because it was when Trump was. I think it wasn't inaugurated. I think it was like no, like sorry, uh, 45. <laughs> I think it was uh, de- December of 2015 because he mm-hmm. hadn't been sworn in, right? Right. Or, or, or is that how it 20- works? 2017. When do you vote in the 2016 16, election? 16. It was the 16 yeah, election, yeah, so it was 17. It was January of 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. December 16 or, or yeah. January 17. I did the best, probably I, the best stand-up show of my life uh, the night before the Women's March in D.C. Oh, really? Did you talk about it? I mean, well, I was I was in D.C. for the Women's March, and, um, and I got on this show that was just, like, packed full of, of women who were there for the march. Oh. And so I was just like... I, I didn't intend to do this, but I just did like a, yeah, I'm like in town for the march and like the, the whole place just like, and I was like, <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I guess this set's going to go great then. <laughs> They're just happy. It's anytime it. you get like a big clap right off the bat, like you're just going to have a good set because like everybody's already they, on they, your they're, side. Yeah, they're on yeah. your side. Um, yeah, no, I went to the one in New York mm-hmm. and uh, at the end of the march, it was just like a bunch of cops like yeah. funneling it around and I was like, what is the point of this? Right. Like uh, um, women were in like pussy hats or whatever. were just like saying thank you to the cops. Be like, okay, bye. I was like, this is fucking Disneyland. Yeah. What the fuck is this? No, I remember like that was a big thing at the DC one was that it ended with no arrests and everyone was like, look at us. We did it with no arrests. And you're like, that's bad. You did nothing. That's bad. You if wasted that your time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I feel like, I don't know if it was just because of Trump and people got distracted. Mm hmm. But after a certain point, there's just not really people being like, I'm a feminist. Yeah. People will say, like, I'm a socialist. It's not as big of a brand anymore, I should say. People, everyone wants to be a socialist now. (laughs) Yeah, everybody wants to be a socialist. (laughs) Um, But you can't be, you know what? We're full. Fuck off. We're full. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're 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 ganking my steez yeah, here. Yeah, no no new socialists. No new socialists. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, we actually don't want any more. We don't want any more. <laughs> We've built the movement. <laughs> it's over. We have enough. We have enough socialists to do the rev. We just don't want to yet. <laughs> we're waiting. We're biding we're our fucking, time. Look, we're waiting for some checks to clear. We're seeing if what Joe Biden will do. <laughs> we got some money in the market. We're waiting to see what it does, yeah, and cult- then we'll do it. We're cultural Marxists, and we're trying to wait and see what what Biden is gonna do and when he gives us the little wink and the nod yeah a little swirl of his tongue on the yeah. ice cream <laughs> then we'll make our move but yeah we're, we're he's saying up. like he's saying like the grass the grass is tall yeah the fish is red <laughs> he licks the ice cream and he's like and we're like go 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 the lake is wet <laughs> cut down the tall poppies yeah thank you mr biden <laughs> We are. Malarkey is gone. Here to serve you. <laughs> we all activate. The like trees are green candidates. and brown. <laughs> <laughs> the 
They, Corn Pop is dead. <laughs> I killed him with a chain. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the robot that's in Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so what did you watch this week? Wow. Thanks for asking, Brent. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, I watched um, the Netflix series Sexy Beasts. Sexy Beasts, which we've talked about on the show before in the When the bonus. trailer came out, yeah. Uh, it looks hilarious. It's so... Here, here's what happened. Tell was, me why I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> well, you will be disappointed. But um, So I was on my way home from here uh, last time we recorded, mm-hmm. and I walked past somebody's window, and I don't know about you, I like to snoop. Oh, I love Sue to snoop. me. <laughs> Sue me. I like to snoop. <laughs> I'm a big snooper. I like to Even snoop. Even as an adult, I, I snoop very inappropriately. Oh, sure. Yeah. I love to snoop. Um, <laughs> so I was walking past somebody's window and it was a little, it was a little bit open. Yep. So I, I took a little snoop and <laughs> <laughs> take a little peek. They yeah. left it open. You got to take a little peek. You got to see what they've decorated their room like. Yeah, what kind of people live there? Yeah, who lives here? What so kind of they were they wear. They were watching um um they were watching Sexy Beasts on a laptop. Okay. And I was like, "Oh my god, is that out?" And I literally like went home and I was like, "Mo, that show is out. We got to watch <laughs> it." <laughs> and we like put off packing for a night because we were like, oh, wow. "We got to watch this." And we watched like four episodes in a row. I didn't know it was out. Yeah. I'm I'm annoyed. So, I will say the things that you thought would be great are great. The effects, oh, really? the effects are just wonderful. They look incredible. Like, and they're funny. They're funny looking. The people aren't that funny. They're sometimes funny. Sure. They're not very funny though. They're. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's hot. Not, it's hot people on a dating show. It's not going to be that funny. But it's not. It's not funny to watch them behave with these fucking heads on. Oh sure, yes, that's funny. <laughs> there's a fun limitation that always happens where like they'll go on a date and then there's like. They so the 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 format of the show is that there's one sexy beast who's looking for her sexy beast or his sexy beast, okay. and then there's three eligible sexy beasts who are there to try to woo this person. Oh, you don't win anything if you woo them. You don't even like go, like there's no, you don't even live in the same place, so you might just never see each other again. Oh wait, okay. Well, what are the stakes of this game besides None. the masks? You're just you're just trying to find love. Okay. So the concept is you're all in the little masks and then you do reveals of what you really look like. So there's three at the beginning. They go on a speed date and then the sexy beast who's the eligible bachelorette or bachelor will eliminate one and then go on to the second round. And the second round is one sort of special date followed by drinks. Mm -hmm. And there's a fun limitation every time because the drinks... You, you're in the outfits so you're always oh, yeah. trying to drink with your ridiculous mask on <laughs> that's so, always very funny so this all happens in one day i think it's two it seems like it's two days okay maybe three is there like a whole thing in the beginning where they show them put the mask on no this is this is one of the big failures of the show <laughs> okay. is that they don't show them putting on the makeup they don't show anything about it they barely really reference the fact that they like they'll say like this is pretty ridiculous huh and like they'll like make jokes about each other is like you know like oh, i like your your fins or like your little dangly thing because you're yeah, a rooster yeah. like in the trailer yeah but um there's not enough talk about the process of getting them into these things okay and that's that's a real shame i feel 
I agree. I would have even accepted it being after, like a credit yeah, thing. Yeah, sh- or, or just show me, like, when you do the reveal, show them taking the shit off. Yeah, yeah. How long did it take to get in there? Yeah, exactly. Do you have to do this every time you shoot? How many times did you shoot? How like, many shoot days I'm are there? I'm very curious. Yeah. Uh, but putting them in situations where they have to struggle with them and comment on them mm-hmm. is the important thing. So I feel like drinks isn't enough. Like, I would have liked to see them have to do tasks like uh i mean some of the some of the dates take some dexterity like there's definitely a fair amount of stuff that's like like this is probably going a lot worse than it could because of these <laughs> masks and outfits or whatever is there are they in public mm-hmm. so do, but not there... i mean it's like covid public it's clearly sets like it's people who are there like oh. to be the background extras oh. but the, you do see a lot of like reactions of people seeing them but it's clearly not legitimate it's not enough yeah um, i would want to see him in actual public yeah i want to see like a second react- season where we do stuff like that mm-hmm. um but uh, uh another so something i observed about the show is um there's a real unfair disadvantage that they give to people sometimes so like you have your, your standard outfits are like you know like an animal those will always be cute and fun right that's always fun there's like weird gross ones or just weird ones that are like an alien the or the devil or a <laughs> robot, something like that. Or a bug. Or a bug. Those are going to be like weird, but you're like ridiculous enough that you're like, you're like, okay, fine. Like you do whatever. Then there's, there's a set of people and I don't know how this gets chosen or if you get to choose this or whatever, but there's some people that they make up to just look like old human women. What? <laughs> they just like put like crazy, like, I mean like exaggerated like wrinkles yeah. and whatever, but it's still, it's like, but like witches or something. You're like witches. Yeah. And like one of them like looks like a witch and has like a slight, like has human white person skin but like it's tinted green in places and you're like this is unfair (laughs) because like these other people look like either like a cute sexy panda or like a robot that's like just a robot yeah and then you look like a sick and dying human (laughs) (laughs) like of course you're not gonna get picked yeah (laughs) and they always get eliminated the first round and this is exactly what the producers of the show should have done if they had any sense is let them pick what they're going to be and have it and, be and have that be a part of the have episode. it be something that yeah relates to them like, in some way you know put 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 like a black you know morph suit stocking on their head or whatever mm-hmm. and lead them around and be like all right you get to pick so we can't see their face you know if they want that to be the reveal sure i understand but you know black out their face and then be like what do you think fits your personality you know, is yeah. it going to be, and it, the options can still be all bad or, you know, tough or whatever, but, um, no one would pick the old lady. I got to say the face reveals are the most pointless part of the show. <laughs> I could not care any less what these people look like. Yeah. I don't see what the purpose of that would be. It means like, I'm sure they're hot. Me. Yeah. They're hot. You cast them like, obviously <laughs> they're fine looking. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like, the ma- the masks are so crazy mm-hmm. that it's not like, oh wow, they do kind of look like that. Yeah, you know, like you can't really see, right? Like you can't see their their personality or their. There's some their element of it, but it's their- like I thought it would have been so funny. It never happens, and obviously it never will. But I thought it would have been so funny if there was like one where they like do the reveal, and they're just like, uh, <laughs> like uh oh. <laughs> 
Uh-oh, what? Like, He's ugly? No, no, no. <laughs> like, like, a, like it's a, like a race thing. Oh, like, they're like, oh. Oh. <laughs> you didn't the sound. The lady's racist. You didn't sound Asian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I picked the wrong one. I wanted someone not... <laughs> yeah well we always joked about this with like the love is blind show because they talk to each other through like a little like intercom system uh, you can't see each other and somehow still they all get racially like they're they're racially paired off really yeah before they meet in real life they like racially pair off because there's some element of like you can hear the voice yeah it's like you sound like a black person i'm a black person i don't want to hang out with a white person right i'd prefer not to yeah which is you know your progress. That's how they work. That's how it works. That's how it works. Um, so is it a fun <laughs> show? Out there, folks, if there's one thing you can learn from generation loss, it's that that's how it works. <laughs> it is, and lots of people like to don't care about ethnicity, <laughs> but seems like lots of people do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of them, by the way. Um, but whatever. Teach their own. <laughs> um yeah i i think it's a fun show i don't know that i would fully recommend it 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 feels like how much it, did you watch did you watch all of it i watched all of it but yeah. i mean there's only like seven episodes it's, not really probably that long. Watch all of it. it's it's worth it for the for the fucking makeup the makeup yeah. is crazy it and looks like awesome. and, and they do stuff in the makeup that you're like how is that like they they go on like a roller coaster and you're like how <laughs> how on earth are I would you love, doing this i would love to go on the show just to do the makeup just to do the makeup yeah i don't want to that's the show i want to see and i I don't want to see this i want to see just a show where it's like a person being there just being like this is so cool can you just like put makeup on me (laughs) and then we watch them put the makeup on yeah and i feel like i would have trouble like you were saying i would have trouble not like i'm not a furry Mm -hmm. i'm not specifically attracted to any type of animal sure or drawings of anthropomorphized animals or anything like that i don't seek it out that's not my thing but i would have trouble not picking the cutest animal Uh you know what i mean yeah like the bull with the little ring in his nose is cuter than a weird robot or like a praying mantis or something it would be hard to be like Oh yeah, hi. Like <laughs> you uh seem nice, I guess. You physically disgust me. Yeah. But uh sure. I I would just be like you're I can stand to look at you. <laughs> yeah, it's it truly is like the putting people in old lady makeup is like the most unfair thing That's you could do. Fucked up. Shouldn't when the other that. people are like a fucking cute ducky. Like get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Even the squid one or whatever seemed okay. Yeah, because at least it's like far out there and doesn't look like you. Like your body, like your like your survival lizard brain, right. is wired to see an old person or a sick person and be like, "That's you could be contagious." I'm going to run away. Yeah, yeah. You have a fight or flight instinct when yeah. seeing something like that. Um, so it sounds like a very fun concept mm-hmm. that isn't completely executed. But it would be, yeah, might be it cool could later. have been it could have been better if it gets a season two, maybe it will. But I don't think yeah, those sounds, things are happening. Yeah, <laughs> with Netflix, definitely not. It'll yeah. probably be canceled as as we're speaking. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, what did you watch this week? This week, I watched a bunch of stuff while you were away. But the one I think I should talk about is I went and saw a movie. Oh, for the first time. 
in the theaters. Well, okay. In May, like as soon as I was fucking vaccinated, I went and saw about endlessness. I think I talked mm-hmm. about it on the show, but that was with masks. You know, everyone did a sit like, you know, right, right, play right. ways apart. This was like, I went to the movies. I didn't even just all regular I style. Even, I don't even know if I brought a mask all regular style. Say right next to a stranger. Uh huh. I saw a movie. I saw Green Knight. Oh, um, where'd you see it? Uh, Williamsburg cinemas. Nice. I hate that theater. Actually. Really? I like that theater. Uh, it's kind of just like, I don't know. This is not good content. It's plain. It's this is not good content, but it it is just like it's it's a very plain movie theater, and it's like it is gross. It's gross. like gross in the way that movie theaters are gross, and like I kind of feel like if I'm going to like the richest neighborhood in Brooklyn, like <laughs> I kind of want like a nicer movie theater that the floors aren't sticky oh, and I covered got, you in gotta popcorn have a kernels floor. and shit. You gotta have a sticky floor. No, I want a sticky floor. I want it to smell like butter and piss. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's that's. That's the big draw for me is that there's no fucking waitresses, mm-hmm. which they're all the best. If you if you don't live in Brooklyn, you're not going to understand this, but there's really only a couple good theaters to watch. Yeah. Most of them in not in this borough have fucking waitresses because it's the Alamo or the Nighthawk. Right. Or, or um, the other Nighthawk. syndicated. Oh, yeah. Syndicated also has beer and shit. Mm-hmm. And I fucking don't want that. I get annoyed. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to eat while I'm watching a movie. I don't want to drink while I'm watching a movie. Yes, you do. Sometimes. I just want to watch the movie. And I also, it always feels weird when it's like, oh, I'm invested in this movie. And then I see them bringing the checks and I'm like, well, there's 15 minutes left. So they have to wrap it up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I start thinking about the time. Yeah. How is this like, movie going to wrap up at this point? It's fine. I'll, I'll go. But it's like, it feels less like going to a movie and more mm-hmm. like going out with your friends. And I'd rather watch stupid shit there. Right, that's true and yes. i wanted to see the green knight and i wanted to pay attention because it looked like a really cool movie yeah so was it uh yeah no it's super cool um it wasn't as good as i wanted it to be um for how long we've waited for it and for like they like re-edited the whole thing right it, like, i don't i feels like uh, they did a lot of stuff to it mm-hmm. um it was announced pre-pandemic it was basically supposed to come out like one right, of the first the movies right hit. like yeah. yeah like january or something maybe maybe march um it was one of the first movies to be canceled and pushed back and then got pushed back to october and then got pushed back to the summer and then got pushed back to october again yeah <laughs> uh or whatever it came out this this uh july um and uh so this movie is um uh, by the guy who did pete's dragon and a ghost story mm-hmm. and he's one of these guys who i think is one of the only people fulfilling the promise or at least really honestly trying to do the dual hollywood indie move where you're like i'll take your money disney i'll take millions of dollars and then i'll fund my indies right and i think he's honestly doing that like he's not trying to because like people like um james gunn Mm -hmm. just sold out like they're not going sucks ass now there's not there's no going back like he's not going to make super again you know he's not going to make a little 10 million dollar movie with a couple of like barely names and then like well now he's like doing fucking like he's like carrying water for marvel now like you saw this week he's like he's coming out after after scorsese and the in this whole shit again and he's like He's like, you know, like Marty and I, you know, like I, we don't see eye to eye on this Marvel thing. Shut up. You know? Who cares? It's, ooh, Marty and you. You yeah. are nobody. <laughs> you, <laughs> you are literally nobody. You made 
slither or whatever like yeah. come on now you've made <laughs> nothing of note really yeah um, super is the closest you uh, i guess no guardians of the galaxy was a pretty big kind of like it, w- it was a surprise hit i would say nobody sure. thought it was gonna hit like it did oh no i mean it was a it was it's a big marvel movie but most of them are big and it's like who cares <laughs> it's not like a great movie or anything right yeah. um it's a, it's schlock that is more fun than the other schlock yeah more t- tastes better going down yeah. um anyway uh this movie i think he is one of those directors who's trying to do very interesting projects funded by and then even with his big budget movies like Peach Dragon and uh, I can't remember he's doing something else for Disney right after this mm-hmm. um uh seems to take him very seriously and try to do something oh Peter Pan is what he's doing oh. um and so he's he he seems to be trying to do cool stuff even when he has to do stuff for Disney or whatever to fund these types of things. And I will say this movie is fucking insane. (laughs) Like this is not a, this movie is not, it's kind of everything I wanted it to be, uh, in that it's, um, really just obsessed with how it looks. Yeah. Um, That's what I keep hearing. It's, it's, uh, awesome looking and every part of it is awesome looking. Um, and I, what I'll say about it is that I had a really great time watching it. Mm hmm. Um, it has Dev. He's fantastic. He's also incredibly attractive. Yeah. Um, he got so hot. He got so hot because I saw that fucking uh fucking Slumdog Millionaire movie, which I hate. Yeah, sure. And he's a little wimpy nerdy kid. And that's not even. I mean, that's even better looking for him. He was on um Skins originally. Oh yeah, no, he's, and well, he he's looks a child. Like, I mean, well, I mean, he's like eighteen probably, but he looks like to shit. me, that's a child. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he looks like a goofball, and yeah. he's all, but he is incredibly hot in this movie. Um, he's great. Um, he's got a lot to do, and and he has a lot of weight to carry in this movie because he's basically like one of the only human characters, right? Um, and he does it really well. Um, it's a movie. If you don't know, the movie is about uh, a. G- well, the story is a knight. He's not a knight in this movie. He's like wants to be a knight, but isn't mm-hmm. yet. Um, and he's King Arthur's like you know sisters. He's like King Arthur's nephew. Okay. And so he's like, um, they're having a Christmas party, and this mythical guy named the Green Knight comes, and he's like, I want to play a Christmas game. Uh, the game is. <laughs> He doesn't talk like this. It's something different, but <laughs> he has like a deep voice and he says, I want to play a Christmas yeah, game. I want to play a Christmas game. He's and fucking, he's jigsaw. I want to play a Christmas like game. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, inside your penis. Try and lay a blow on me. <laughs> and then a year, you have to come meet me and I get to hit you in the same place. What? That's the game. Yeah. Okay. And so, this is so this is also one of like the first stories that is like in like this kiss in like 14th century poems like it's one of the first like recorded poems or something okay it's called sir garin and the green knight he plays sir garin and in the story this is what happens the the green knight comes and he's like you can hit me wherever you want and in in a year i'll hit you back and sir garin is like i'll do it and they're like just remember it's a fucking game and he's like what do you mean? He's like wants to attack and he's they're like, just don't worry about it. And he just cuts his head off. And then the 
Green Knight picks up his head and, and the head says one year and he's like peace and he leaves. <laughs> okay. So a year passes. They're like, don't worry about it. It's just a game. And a year passes and they're like, you have to go see the Green Knight and you know he's gonna cut your head off. And he's like, I don't really want to. And they're like, you kind of have to. Um, and I don't remember why, but he ends up leaving and um, mm-hmm. and going. And then the whole movie, most of the movie is him just sort of like stewing and being like, okay, I'm out of my way. And he goes on an adventure and it's an adventure. And he okay. meets a bunch of weird stuff. There's ghosts in it. There's giants in it. There's talking foxes. There's witchcraft. Okay. There's people who trick him and steal from him. A weird lord who like makes up a different game where he has to like anything he catches he'll in the in the woods he'll give to him, and anything that he finds in the house he has to give to him. So he like fucks his wife and then like <laughs> has to kiss the guy. Or whatever. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> He keeps like, like the stakes of these games are such that like you can absolutely not have like devastating things happen to you, but he well, keeps being like he keeps going like straight to the most extreme. Like hit me anywhere you want, and in a year I'll hit you back in the same place. Cut his head off. What are you doing? Just fucking just like just kick nick him in his the leg, yeah, or kick whatever. him in the shin. Yeah. <laughs> um. And what's wild is so, but that's the thing. The story is nuts. Like the original story is stupid and weird, mm-hmm. but it's very beloved because at the end in the re- regular story, he goes and there's like this weird. He meets the Green Knight and the Green Knight like, oh, he takes like a special sash from the Lord's wife, um, but he lies about it. He doesn't let the, him have it. He doesn't finish their game. Um, but he takes it to the Green Knight because it's like. She says, you can't be harmed if you're wearing the sash. And he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to go to the Green Knight and not get harmed. Right. Um. So he does that. And then the Green Knight is like, I'm going to cut your head off. And he's like, gets scared. And he's like, oh, you're flinching. You're a fucking coward. And he's like, oh, no, I won't flinch. And then he does it. And he doesn't cut his head off. He just cuts him a little on the neck. He's like, all right, it was all a joke. I'm actually your stepmother. Um, It's a weird story. In this <sighs> movie, it's changed. Okay. You don't get to see what happens at the end exactly but it's super faithful in every other way there's all this other stuff where his mom is like a witch and that's a problem for some people Uh so what i'm trying to say is movie doesn't really make any sense yeah it seems like it (laughs) because it's so faithful to this story it's kind of trying to say something about death and honesty and living a life of like purity and 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 heroicness and and being true to yourself and stuff there's this whole like uh incident at owl creek thing at the end where he thinks he's gonna die and he envisions his entire life if he just runs away mm-hmm. and he like becomes a king and has sex with this other girl and has a baby <laughs> and <laughs> and uh and then it like cuts back to the end and it's like he doesn't why does he become king <laughs> Cause he's a knight, I guess, and then Arthur dies, and he leaves. That's such a funny like. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a funny like 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 thing to picture yourself as like like if I don't die right now, what could my life be? Like most people, like it flashes like I'll miss my child growing up, and like you know I could have like had had fulfilling like relationships with my family and my friends and whatever and this dude's like I would be the fucking king he does well (laughs) and get my dick sucked (laughs) (laughs) because King Arthur well that's the thing it's like a shitty life Mm -hmm. because like 
he basically like fucks over his wife his his girlfriend for this other girl and then like this is all in like the ending dream sequence that you're not quite sure if it's a dream until it is um where he like arthur is like you're the best you're my successor you're you're my nephew and you're gonna be the king and then uh-huh. he like fucks over the he starts becoming like a shitty like tyrant of a king um and like just dis- disregards his child and then like gets his head cut off at the end anyway uh-huh. um and then and then that's sort of the end of the movie um uh it's wild and doesn't make any sense yeah as the very last scene happened and the credits rolled i was like i don't know if this added up to anything like what is it trying to say exactly it's just like don't be too afraid of death because it's gonna happen anyway just live a good life and it's like this is some like bumper sticker or shit like i don't know it didn't feel very good just because it's based off of this very old thing but i have to say watching it was great uh-huh. like i had a great time and it looks incredible it looks awesome there's Dev some, is good it's there is a funny thing that's been interesting is that like there's this like a24 look right and i think it ends up being a little detrimental like there's a scene where he's like walking through a field and then the camera just like starts turning like this yeah and in the moment i was like wow this is really affecting like gave me this really weird sense of vertigo like started spinning 360 like you're upside down and i was leaving the theater i was like what was the point of that yeah like what i don't it didn't Things actually have anything getting twisted yeah. <laughs> it's like wow topsy-turvy now <laughs> the uh, world is weird yeah and like it has that cool like everyone's copying colin stetson's like or, or hacks and cloaks like ari aster style mm. you know score which is cool it all sounds good but it's like i don't know what it all was for um so i'd give it like a strong seven like definitely watch it it's yeah. fucking awesome uh just it's it's basically like an action movie for film nerds sure you know yeah. what i mean just like hell yes a ghost <laughs> hell, <laughs> hell yes a talking fox you know it's cool yeah i was thinking about action movie for nerds sort of thing uh when i watched uh judas and the black messiah really that like there's a scene where like there's a Still um, watch that there's like a gunfight between two people and when the guy dies he's like very clearly he like it's not dr- too much attention isn't drawn to it but he's very clearly in the hanging man position with like his oh, like, like one the tarot? leg yeah, yeah the tarot I and like i was this. thinking how funny it would be to do like a um like uh like how to do action scenes uh for for uh important directors yeah. uh, starter kit <laughs> and it would be like tarot imagery reference birds the birds for some reason <laughs> Yeah, it's unfortunate because like we lo- we love Ari Aster on this podcast, and people have like really ganked his steez to a point where like it's a little annoying now, and it yeah. like looks real twenty tens at this point, and I'm like, this isn't gonna age well. Like, yeah, like Green Knight looks awesome, but I have a feeling like it's not gonna have like a classic like surrealist movie quality. It's gonna look like. Wow, it's all of the 2010 tropes in yeah, one movie. Yeah, it's going to be like it, it like I liked um like it the fact that Atlanta uses that effect <laughs> for like commercial breaks. You know, oh, I yeah, remember yeah, like yeah. they did one that was like coming back from commercial once that was like the city of Atlanta just filmed upside down. Yeah. And you're like, "Okay, that's weird and surreal and whatever, but it's very clearly like 
it's the aesthetic of the time in the same way that like stuff from our youth like i heart huckabees and like garden state and stuff it's gonna look like that exactly 100 where at the time you were like hey these are fun movies i like a lot it's funny we, when we watch the social network um yeah. there's that uh what do they call it key um where everything looks small yeah the uh, uh tilt shift tilt shift uh and then like stephen colbert's opening of his show is all tilt shifted mm-hmm. and it's like okay for what though yeah everybody like, thought that was very cool you're at supposed the time. to have like some sort of like emotional thing that it's supposed to re- be referencing sherlock opened that way too yeah yeah it started just being a cool thing and it does look cool for a while until it starts just looking like this happens a lot with like really like groundbreaking art like when i grow when i was growing up keith herring was christmas cards Mm -hmm. like all i understood was just like the the clip art that you put on like a birthday card or whatever is the little guys with the with the glowing heads or whatever yeah yeah. and i've always hated it because it's like it's stupid and it looks like happy hanukkah or whatever and at a time he was like a you know a a gay iconoclast who was like drawing it on overpasses in like protests or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, now it just looks like clip art and like, that's just how it happens sometimes. But anyway, enough about that, but I would recommend it. I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it was unfortunately not a fucking incredible film, but it's a cool movie. Yeah. Um, especially if you like fantasy, so let's talk about the movie we came here to talk about, which is Annie, Annie Hall. Motherfucking <laughs> Hall. 1977, Woody Allen wrote... Best Picture. Best Picture. Wrote and directed and, and starred. starred in yeah. um, Annie Hall. Um, so we have to recap why we're doing this again. Yeah, so for those of you who don't pay us for our labor... Um, <laughs> You fucking exploiters. What's happened this week, you colonizer. Yeah. Uh, what's happened <laughs> this week is um, I I am moving. Yep. I moved. Mm-hmm. And, He's um, moved. At my new apartment. Uh, it took a little while to get the uh, cable set up. So I've had no internet. I've been tethering from my phone. And I don't <laughs> want to fuck my data right up. Like an animal. Like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I've been uh, not watching anything. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, what that means is that we had to watch things from a hard drive that I found in a box that I moved. <laughs> and this is a hard drive from, oh, I want to say 2012. Wow. Um, at the latest. And uh, it is chock full of movies most of them didn't work for some reason and it's again corrupted this thing. doesn't this doesn't sound like it's true but it 100 percent is the only things that worked were the woody allen movies <laughs> so we've watched yeah. two woody allen movies this week yeah and uh, i think that brings us about up to right. speed we had to skip a week because of jeremy's moving and the baby's sicknesses yeah and so we are doing two movies this week the bonus is Love and Death, Woody Allen's uh, 1975 movie, and this week we are doing Annie Hall. Yes. So that brings us up to speed. We've talked about doing Woody on the show before because mm-hmm. we're both, honestly, real big fans big of his fans. movie. Like big, I, big fans. Like, of- I've seen way more of his movies than most people have seen as an artist as a man yeah. <laughs> i think we, we respect him deeply yeah um obviously 
he's got his issues personally. Yeah. Uh, probably, as Jeremy said, should probably die in prison. Probably, um, yes. But uh, we are going to be talking about this movie. Hey, I think it's important to separate the <laughs> artist from the art, personally. Yeah, I, especially with Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's 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 a funny uh, example of that because it's literally impossible with yeah. with this movie. So Woody Allen, or excuse me, Annie Hall, is a movie uh, about a couple in New York. Yeah, in 1977, um, and or throughout the 70s, it seems like. Oh yeah, yeah. There's it seems like a couple of years, um, late 70s. Woody plays a. Um, he plays himself, basically. He plays himself, a comedian, a Jewish comedian from New York who grew up in Coney Island um, under the under the roller coaster. Yeah, it's not and the cyclone. I always thought it was the cyclone. It's uh, the Thunderbolt. Yeah. It's, it's a different, the, the different cyclone uh, is more closer one. to the beach. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, he is a comedian and literally just playing himself. His name is Alvy Singer in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Diane Keaton is playing Annie Hall. And she is a, he's supposed to be 35. She's supposed to be 20. No, he's 40. He's 40. Oh, right. But he's not actually that old, right? In real life. In real life, I think he's. Uh, that's possible, yeah. Like he made himself older, I think, um, which I'm not sure why. But but in it, the movie, he's 40. He talks about it. In the movie, it. he has a lot of the same things about his, yeah, in his opening monologue, which is to the camera, by the way. Yeah. Um, we start with just a straight on like confessional style MTV real world sort of shit. Uh, he's talking directly to the camera, directly to the audience and telling his life story. It starts with, Anna and I broke up. Yeah. Um, and you don't know who that is yet, obviously. Um, but he kind of goes through his life and his memories of growing up in New York. You find out he's been married um, twice, twice before, which is true of Woody Allen at this point in his life. Um, and so this is a, a real autobiographical movie. It feels like, mm-hmm. um, obviously, it, what do they call that when it's like autobiographical fiction or whatever? Where it's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, auto fiction is what is the the buzzy term for it fictionography. now? Fictionography. Fictionography. <laughs> um, but the plot of this movie is hard to summarize because it's basically a series of vignettes of it jumps around in time yeah it's interesting it's i was thinking about it that it's not a movie that i think of as doing this right because it feels pretty natural it feels really natural in a way that like something like pulp fiction for example draws so much attention (laughs) to the fact that it's like a disjointed all over the place timeline i don't think of annie hall as being a disjointed timeline but watching it you know last night i was like yeah we just keep going from thing to thing. Yeah. And it's not even like in Pulp Fiction where it's like there's segments of a story that if you rearrange them, it's one story. This is like he never goes back to an idea once he leaves it. It's just like we're here and then we're here and then we're here and then we're here and then we're here and then, we're here and then at the end, <laughs> yeah. that's it. It's a uh, so right. And that is why what makes it hard quickly. It's a fairly straightforward yeah it's they are a couple they they, meet and they fall in love and then they um they date for a while and then they break up and then they get back together they break up again and then they um they meet playing tennis they they move in or they almost move in together they chicken out they break up yeah they uh get back together and do move in 
uh, and seeming are, are very happy for quite a while. Uh, she gets courted by Paul Simon, who's not playing himself, but is basically playing himself. Yeah. Uh, and is convinced to move out to New York because she's a singer. Um, and, or excuse me, to LA. Mm-hmm. He hates LA. Um, she decides to move out there anyway for her career. Um, he resents her for it and misses her, tries to get her to move back. She doesn't. They break up for real. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the movie. Um, he, at some point, like he proposes to her in like kind of like a last ditch effort to like, yeah, while they're in LA, he, he flies there and drives himself to, to her, to meet her. Yeah. Even though they've been like kind of broken up, but like staying friends anyway. And then, um, and then it ends with them in the future and they're both kind of moved on to other, other relationships and they just kind of have like a last little like, Hey, you look like you're doing well. See you later. Right. Um, yeah. So that's the movie. Um, yeah. I, I think it's one of the best movies ever. It's just <laughs> okay. like, it's such a fucking, it's like watching it. I mean, I saw it at a formative time in my in my development as a movie person. Okay. And I saw it at a formative time in my life. I saw it at like pretty much the exact right time to have seen it. I was like starting college. I was like still like past the point of being like a horny little monster in like high school <laughs> and like moving on to being like a like aging. Like, cause I, you know, I was like a, I was like a, a an attractive guy in bands in high school, okay, and so then you gotta, I was you're like, saying you slayed pussy. I d- I did fairly well, <laughs> and and that was kind of like what my life was like. And then I started to get ugly in college, and so I was like starting well, in to what get way like oh, I just started to like lose my hair and like look much older and right. like just generally like not as attractive anymore. And um, I feel like I started to become like a romantic. And I feel like I saw this at like exactly the right time for me to be like, yeah, I'm just like Alvy. I'm a hopeless romantic. And then, you know, you see it again over the years and like you see more of it and like you take different things away from it. It's kind of like what we talked about with um, Almost Famous where like you only saw it this year. But yeah. Like, I saw it when I was a kid and I've seen it several times throughout the years. And like, as you grow up with the movie, you become different people in the movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I feel like you don't become different people in Annie Hall. Cause there's only two people in Annie Hall, but like it does, it takes on new meanings for you. Sure. And I do feel like every time I watch it though, I'm like, this is the fucking best movie. Oh, and this time watching it, I again was like, this is the fucking best movie. It's so good. <laughs> so uh, we talked about it on the bonus that I watched a ton of his movies um, when I was young um, and really not that many as I got older. Like yeah. after high school, I sort of caught up with his like movies as they came out. The last one I remember seeing in the theater was Midnight in Paris, mm-hmm. which I loved. Love that movie. Um, still great. Um, but I, 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 you know, I wasn't, going back and wa- watching his stuff over and over again i had seen like 20 50 of you know <laughs> a yeah. lot of his movies um this one i have to say just didn't stick out for me mm-hmm. like i didn't watch it knowing that it was his like most beloved like oscar winning movie like i just had was watching him in a row yeah i just knew he people liked him as a director and people respected him and i liked this one but at the time you know the jumping around in in time the like having a little animated section mm-hmm. in it um you know talking to the director of the camera it felt modern 
Yeah. You know, it felt like a 90s movie more than a 70s movie um, or early 2000s movie more than a 70s movie. Um, you know, but this is at this period, I'm like going to see Thumbsucker and Garden State right, in, yeah, yeah. in, in theaters, you know, as a kid. And it didn't strike me as anything special in that sense. It was just like another relationship movie. Um, I liked seeing New York. I liked seeing that stuff. So my perception of it as a kid and up until watching it for, I think only the second time, uh, last night, um, was that it was a fine romantic comedy. And this time I think I have a more of appreciation for how inventive it is. Um, but it for me is kind of a Nirvana situation mm-hmm. where everyone who took from this movie did it worse. Right. And it has become sort of a standard bearer for uh, millennial romantic comedies. Sure. Of like 500 Days of Summer, uh, <laughs> you know, Garden State kind of talking to the camera and like being a sort of shithead and you know, sort of realizing your flaws and putting them on the screen mm-hmm. diary sort of style. Um, and, and, and this movie I think does it better than all those movies. Sure. Um, obviously. Uh, but, but you can't, you can't really like separate diff- yourself from, it's pretty difficult for me to separate it. And I think one of the big problems I have with the movie, again, I like the movie. It's cute. It's funny. It's not as funny as mo- many of his other movies. And it's not as, serious and interesting as his like other like attempts to do more like you know european art film stuff Mm -hmm. um it feels really 90s you know it feels like real like trying to reinvent stuff and like invigorate type of uh uh, genre um which is funny because it's so ahead of its time right um so again i respect it for all that um, but he's just such an asshole. <laughs> like I just hate him in this movie. Yeah, and he's. But so, you're supposed to. I know, but he's so likable in other movies. Right. Like in in the movie we talked about, Love and Death. Like he's just a cute, like funny guy who mm-hmm. like is you know he's neurotic and he has problems. But you're like, well, he's funny though. And in this movie, he just seems like such a drag all the time. Yeah. And she is also kind of a, a down, like she's just this rich girl who like wants to be a singer who like isn't really doing anything with her life. Yeah. Um, and just sort of falls ass backwards. And but stuff. I think that's kind of the point, right? That's the yeah, idea is that there are these two like <laughs> the somewhat repulsive characters who are like as much drawn to each other for their like positive aspects as their negative. They, like they're two. It's like two fucking like toxic waste dumps that you like put next to each other and they like form together into this like horrific super fun site that like anybody <laughs> around them would be like, you need to break up the two of you. This needs to stop. <laughs> yeah, because he's just like constantly nagging her about like not fucking him enough. Yeah. And like blaming her for not wanting to enough. And she like doesn't even like him anymore. She's yeah. just like... fucking him just because she feels guilty it's like the only depiction of this that i've ever seen in a movie where it's like not where it's like you know what it is it's like when you see a toxic relationship falling apart in a film it's always like a you know fucking you know like the marriage story type of thing where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. where it's like this like dramatic horrible thing that's happening it's like a fucking 911 every day in your life <laughs> and and this is the only one that i feel like 
treats it with the level of seriousness that it deserves, which is that they are a unmarried couple with no kids. There's no reason. There's no stakes for you to (laughs) stay together. You're just two toxic people who are continuously ruining each other's lives for a few years until you decide not to anymore. Yeah, until you come to your senses because... That there's no the sex isn't even happening, let alone being good. Like you're not having a good time with each other. You can just break up, and it's like it's the only one that treats that with the level of seriousness that it deserves, which is none. It's very little. It's a farce. It's a it's a goofy movie about it. The one thing I'll say about it is that the very end, when he's talking to the camera again, Mm -hmm. and it cuts through every basically every scene we've seen of them together and and stuff that appears to have been cut out of the movie mm-hmm. um of them like enjoying each other and having a fun time crying and laughing and and you know just almost silently like over his voice um was really affecting to me yeah um in a way that i didn't i mean i was a i hadn't even really been in a relationship when i saw this movie the first time right um but you're right in that way like it's <laughs> i don't i've never had a relationship that bad mm-hmm. um like i've had you know pretty emotionally charged breakups and you know but i've never sat in a relationship that awful for that long right um but even then what's what's great about that ending scene is that you kind of are recognizing that it was tough and they're clearly wrong for each other, but there was beauty in that. And there was like really beautiful times that they had together. And there's a lot of, of love and emotion in that, mm-hmm. in that relationship. Um, and it was really, yeah, it's heartbreaking um, in a weird way, but also really affirming and his like little yeah, exactly. speech at the end. And that's the thing is, right. It's, it's an, it's an, aff- it's an affirmation of the idea that like relationships don't have to go on forever for them to mean something. Yeah. Right. It's like, just because a relationship fails doesn't mean that it wasn't valuable. And right? what's super admirable about it is that he doesn't put this like I learned something. Yeah, no, on he it. doesn't it's, learn it, anything. He doesn't learn <laughs> he anything. He makes a play about it and then changes the ending so that they get back together. Like, yeah, it's it's definitely like his character didn't learn a fucking thing from it until way later. <laughs> right. Which he like is telling you in the future. Yeah. Like this will happen and not, we'll both have like been the better for it eventually. Right. Just basically because they both grow up, mm-hmm. not because they like did a bunch of work or really learn anything from that yeah. experience. But so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, I get why people love it. And especially if you have been through relationships like that or, or, you know, yeah, if you have an ex you really want to fuck that you know you shouldn't, you know, like <laughs> like there's there's a lot of emotional weight to it mm. um that I've really forgot about or just didn't know and about. And it's just it's interesting to place into his career, right? Because it's like that's the other thing is it's one of those ones that you just can't really divorce from where it sits in his in his timeline, right? As right. like up until this point, he's made, you know, Farces. bananas and he's made, he's, uh, uh, sleepers and like, you know, goofy little movies. And he's like, he's a Mel Brooks type. And then suddenly really out of left field. It's like, this isn't what people expected out of a fucking stand up comedian yeah. to make this. It's, I mean, the, the, the most comparable thing I think is like, um, 
is like Louis, right? Louis, it's yeah. it's this sort of thing that like reinvigorates stand up in a lot of ways where it's like it kind of like lets people into this idea of like, oh, stand up isn't always just dick jokes and whatever. Like there is you know, there is the potential to fool people for a little while into thinking it's art, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or or, you know, at least storytelling or connecting with people on yeah, some yeah. level other than just like or or like it doesn't always have to be so mean spirited or, or, you know, yeah. it, it's not just about like base, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very intrigued too, by the fact that like, this is like, I mean, I guess a lot of directors, you don't get this sort of insight into where like, there's something unique about the fact that Woody Allen was a stand up before this. Right. And so you have already a lot of insight into his persona and like the way that he thinks and the way that he speaks in particular before the movie comes out. But like, this is the only time I can think of where like a movie like so perfectly captures the way that somebody's thought process works. Like you right. can see, like if you ever watch him do stand up, he has this sort of like meandering wandering brain that just like, I mean, it's all super rehearsed and super, you know, like he Tight, knows yeah. what he's saying but it sounds very like spur of the moment, like, you know, jumping from thought to thought to thought. And then like, and tying is, it back. And, and tying, tying it back, back in some way or whatever, yeah. And, and and this is one of those rare times where like a film can really capture that mindset of just like, like we were saying earlier, like there'll be a scene where they're like unpacking or they're packing up books in their apartment because they're breaking up and they're like oh remember that time that we were like you know on vacation and then we go to the vacation scene and we never come back to that scene where they're in the you know they're packing up the books because in the vacation scene they'll say something like remember you know like it's like that time when i was a fucking kid and then we go to see them as a kid yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like family guy but thought out (laughs) yeah it's like family guy but it keeps doing cutbacks yeah, yeah. like you never go back to the original to thing. like tell the story in this weird full like full picture of vignettes yeah. and that part i don't know if i've ever seen that done as well again yeah um because it there's no like three years ago card you know right. what i mean like there's no anything you're just like there mm-hmm. and you're just living their life like you're sorting through his memories like a dream yeah Um, you know what it it reminds me of is um eternal sunshine yeah yeah it's like that which i would say but even that has this whole framing device sure yeah they don't have the balls to be just like no this is just yeah (laughs) like what if what if eternal sunshine was not about a machine that makes you forget but it actually literally is about forgetting an old relationship right i mean it is but they have to have this machine that does that yeah um but yeah it would be even cooler honestly i think if it didn't have that framing device because we yeah. don't really need those sequences with fucking Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten Dunst and, and Mike um, Ruffalo and, and uh, Tom Sizemore, the the doctor. Yeah. Um, like it's all just making the same point anyway. Mm-hmm. Like why not just have it all just be like a guy thinking about a girl he had and then like tying it all together. Yeah. But I guess also like, I mean, I I'm not gonna say it. like I I love that movie, so I'm yeah, not I gonna. Do too. Yeah. I, it's like fine. I I because the the what I was gonna say is like it, you lose the ending if you get rid of the framing right, which device, is them and the doing it over is the and over most again. important thing. Right. Um. But what's 
crazy is that a movie to even come close to the effortlessness that this movie does with its editing is to like set up this whole insane sci-fi plot. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just a movie about like, hey, I was in a relationship. Let me tell you about it. Yeah. And then it's just like this sort of... It's effort- effortless is the word for it, right? Yeah. It's like, that's what's so great about it is that like you don't think about it until you've like, you're halfway through the movie and you're like, Oh, this is crazy that we keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> one, I, one of the parts that I always remember is when they go to that place and he's with a different girl and they do the lobster scene again. Mm-hmm. And she's just a bitch and yeah. like not as fun. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to be in this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's amazing you know um yeah it's a it's funny and it's 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 also has this perfect illustration of like what it's like to date someone right after someone you really loved right yeah, just, yeah. Like, where you just try to compare, repeat the same thing like, you'll te- like you're telling yourself do not compare them to this other person yeah but like of course you, you do can't yeah. you have to learn that way um i think some of the weakest stuff in the movie for me is like the zaniness like i think there's some goofy shit that like like some of it works great like one of my absolute favorite scenes in any movie is the time that he's having dinner at annie hall's house for the first time with it with her waspy ass yeah, parents yeah, and she hates the, the, and she hates hates the, the Jew. she hates that he's jewish but like that there's like all these like subtle little digs at him and like these subtle little things that he notices about how waspy they are and how jewish he is and like they do like a panning around the family and then they pan back to him and he's just suddenly acidic yeah. <laughs> there's no like there's no explanation there's nothing drawn to it you get it's just, it he's just there he's acidic and then it goes back <laughs> to the scene <laughs> and walk in in this as the brother yeah uh, just like sometimes i think about killing myself with a car <laughs> he's like all right i have to be back to planet earth um <laughs> wait but you don't like that you- no i was saying i love that scene but that's like the better zaniness yeah the worst zaniness is like i hate the scene where he's like he like pulls the guy over and he's like you know nothing of my work oh yeah, yeah. i fucking hate that well, scene. that's that's sort of the biggest problem and, and we're gonna go over but that's one of my bigger problems with this movie is how unabashedly like rich upper class like dullards all of yeah, their friends yeah, yeah. and society are where it's just like it's funny because it's like I know that if this movie was made today I would not be able to stand it because mm-hmm. it's all these fucking like what are basically now like blue check liberal freaks who are just like at parties talking about the newest like Jacobin piece or whatever. And it's like, I hate all of these people. And it's like, the movie doesn't really have any criticism for these people or Mm -hmm. like, you know, like Alvy under Woody knows he's an idiot and like an asshole. And that's a whole big part of his draw is that he's constantly making fun of himself. But like, there's also, he thinks he's smarter than everyone else too. Right. And he, but you're supposed to, but, but you're supposed to like in the scene where like up until he brings the guy over, the point of that scene isn't for you to be like, man, Woody's right. This guy is a piece of shit. The point is for you to be like, you're Annie in that scene. Right. You're supposed to be like, shut up, Woody. Yeah. Just let this dude talk. Just think about something else. <laughs> like, who cares? But but he does bring Marshall McLuhan over and yeah. like tell him that I am right. It's like, and, and the thing is, is that he does feel that way. And like, 
you know, he realizes it's annoying, but like he also expects you to care. Yeah. Uh, so there's stuff in it where it's just like his personality shines through too much. And there's some like, I can't really remember, but there's definitely like him being a little rapey mm-hmm. in this movie <laughs> that is like hard not to what we know about Woody Allen now. Yes, again, uh, you should die in prison. Yeah. <laughs> just being, um, you know, it, it's better than I thought it would be, honestly, for Woody Allen romantic comedy. Like, right. But there is some stuff where he's just like, well, well I'm just going to convince you and like always be nagging you about right, fucking. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. Um, but yeah, he, they aren't supposed to be great people. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's, so I, I've got my problems with it, but it's, yeah, I think it's a great movie. It's, it's yeah. very, uh, it's the best. <laughs> I love it. Um, I think he went on to do even better stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like a lot of his later work. Um, but this is the first one that he, and I think it's funny that people were so like, Oh wow, this guy can do really uh, inventive emotional work um and then never really gave him an award again <laughs> yeah well uh, i don't think he showed up to the uh i'm pretty sure he didn't show up oh to the oscars yeah because i feel like that's i mean i know that's later in life at least that's a signature thing of his is that when he gets nominated for something at the academy awards he he politely declines because he is playing clarinet with his band. Oh yeah. He literally like every year will book the date of the Academy Awards to play with his jazz band. <laughs> um and I believe I believe he did it the first time, but I don't know if that's I true. Say. Um somebody, you know, let me know if I'm wrong about that, but I mm-hmm. believe that's true. Um yeah, that's a funny move. I gotta say. That's such a funny move. That's <laughs> the g- best thing about him by yeah. far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a really talented guy. And, you know, I, I if you are someone who can't bring yourself to watch any of his movies uh, because of what you know about him as a person. Mm-hmm. Don't I, listen to David Bowie. Yeah, don't listen to anything. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, don't listen to the Rolling Stones. Yeah, well, definitely don't listen to Rolling Stones. Don't listen to the Beatles. They suck. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't think that's a position that is... But but It's but, a position that's unequally... Uh, given. Given, yeah. yeah. It's... it's. I mean, I know it's... This is a take that's been had before, but, like, it, it is unequally... You know, it's 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 an unequal justice. Like, some people are... are you know, you're not allowed to ever listen to them again. And some people are like, mm, well, yeah. yeah, well, we won't talk about we it. We just won't talk about the fact that David Bowie definitely fucked children. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Did he really, definitely. Like it is, it is written. It's like, this is a known thing. Wow. Fucked children. I didn't know that. David Bowie. Um, yeah. Don't Bill Murray David Bowie. beat his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Bill Murray. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, everyone's an asshole, and everyone does terrible things in their life. Um, kind of what the movie's about in some ways. Yeah, and I, I would say that this one, while I think it's hard to, to especially with it, Woody Allen, separate the quote-unquote separate the art from the artist, I think, you know, you can have this. Like, the art is yours now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have whatever you want, and if, if it means something to you... Uh, you know if all you can think about is raping like when you watch this like i'm not gonna say you're a 
pussy or whatever. Yeah, like, like don't, don't watch it. Don't then. watch it. But I think that something like this has a lot of beauty and emotion to it that is very valuable. And like, just because someone who did a lot of bad things made it doesn't mean that you're a bad person for enjoying it. Yeah. Um, that's what I was gonna say is like, it, it, if it's going to like, there's nothing wrong with not watching something because it's going to make you upset. And Absolutely. there's nothing wrong with not watching something because the, th- like, cause the, the bad things associated with it are so bad that you just can't get past them, but you shouldn't not watch something cause you're afraid you're going to get in trouble for watching it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm here to promise you, you won't get in trouble for watching Annie Hall. Yeah, and and if someone tries to get you in trouble, someone like real in your actual life, you come not, to me. Not, you come to me. <laughs> not online. That person is crazy, and you shouldn't talk to yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> and you come to me, and I'll sort them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. DM us, and uh, we'll we'll sort, we'll sort out. them out. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, obviously, we would recommend this movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a classic romantic comedy. Also, didn't really talk about all of the cool new york in it oh but yeah it's full of cool new york cool new york if that's a good thing you like <laughs> um oh man i have to say this one of the funniest things in the whole movie probably the thing that made me laugh the most in this entire movie is there is a single shot a cameo of among cameos of jeff goldblum using a telephone mm-hmm. and then saying to somebody on the other line saying i forgot my mantra <laughs> <laughs> which is the funniest thing i've ever seen yeah um and it's a it's a very funny movie uh it's a very good very good romantic comedy um i hate these people i don't think i'd want to watch it more than a couple times but it's it's cool to check out once or twice yeah i'd say and jeremy thinks it's the best and i think it's the best movie yeah so thanks so much for listening uh this has been generation loss this has been woody week uh Uh, this has been weeky allen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah this is wiki allen uh and we'll probably won't talk about him again for quite a while if we yeah. ever do again um so thanks for thanks for being here thanks for listening to the show if you'd like to hear more of wiki allen uh you can go to our patreon.com slash generation loss and listen to our bonus episodes this week we did a another woody allen movie love and death which is the movie he did right before this um which is also cool um but we also normally do movie news and things like that. Um, otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter at GenLossPod. You can follow me at Kinematography. You can follow Jeremy at Jeremy Thunder. You should listen to Jeremy's other show, which is brand new on <laughs> Giant Bomb uh, called Al Bummer, spelled all one Great word. Great name. It's a fantastic name. <laughs> Don't say anything else. Don't say anything about it. <laughs> um, where he reviews uh, what are you, bad records. Bad or albums. Bad albums. You yeah. are going to get so tired of doing that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did last time. <laughs> I was going through the old episodes and I, there was a point where we were like, we can't keep listening to bad albums. It's just like so exhausting. And we were like, we got to do something else. And we did like a, a debate episode. And I was, I think of that as being so much further into the series than it is. It's like the 19th episode. <laughs> well, I'm glad you, you've got a bunch of them. Have you, are you finished? No, recording? We're, we've recorded like five of them. Okay. It doesn't I think suck we yet? have like a twelve episode order. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it because at least this time it's not all metal. We were oh, doing yeah. all metal before because it's two minutes to late night, but now we're doing like other types of music, and okay. so at least like you can change it up. You change it up a little bit. All right. Well, listen, Al Bummer. The second episode. Bomb. You have to subscribe. I to, don't know how Bomb? it fucking works, man. <laughs> like 
honestly don't do you you don't have to <laughs> don't do anything just if you're listening to this show subscribe to subscribe the patreon subscribe to the patreon <laughs> <laughs> I hope that our few remaining friends give up on trying to save us. I hope we come up with a fail-safe plot to piss off the dumb few that forgave us. I hope the fences we mended fall down beneath their own weight. And I hope we hang on past the last exit. I hope it's already too late. And I hope the junkyard a few blocks from here someday burns down. And I hope the Good wife, and I hope you die. I hope we both die.